0: Without further ado, it is time for me to call shenanigans on those that are responsible for shenanigans. It is time for... The Other Side of Midnight presents denunciation. I must denounce a Utah plastic surgeon by the name of Dr. Michael Kirk Moore, Jr., a board-certified plastic surgeon in the Salt Lake City area. He and three of his associates sold fake COVID vaccine cards for $50 a piece in a scheme that lasted more than a year, during which they destroyed more than $28,000 worth of vaccine doses. Now, I I mean, look, I don't want to get into a whole ethical debate about people getting fake vaccine cards. I I don't think that's the biggest deal in the world at this point, honestly. But if you're actually going to destroy all these vaccine doses, this is crazy. So, um... This Dr. Moore falsely claimed uh, to be giving people proof of vaccination in exchange for cash payments or donations to an unspecified charity. So under the scheme, Dr. Moore destroyed the real vaccines, noting that many child patients were given saline shots instead of vaccine doses at their parents' request. This guy is... I don't want to say he's a monster. He's certainly a jerk. Dr. Michael Kirk Moore. I do denounce you. I must also denounce Amazon. Yes, every week Amazon does something that's worthy of denunciation. This week is no exception. Amazon is in trouble with OSHA, the U.S. Occupational Safety and Health Administration, Which claims the company violated the uh, safety laws and failed to keep workers in three warehouses safe. The regulator, OSHA, also proposed $60,000, over $60,000 in penalties related to the violations, which is unlikely to make Amazon managers cry too much, but it is one of the highest OSHA has ever issued. These three warehouses, located in Florida, Illinois, and in New Windsor, New York, Exposed workers to ergonomic, struck-by hazards in the location, putting them at high risk for lower back injuries and other disorders. They blamed the the pace that Amazon insisted its warehouse employees follow. Everything I hear about Amazon from a worker's perspective, seems like this is an awful company to work for. So uh, Amazon... I do denounce you. I must also denounce the Atlantic Council, one of the foremost neocon think tanks out there. The, this think tank, the Atlantic Council, which is very quoted widely, it's very well respected, they are a walking conflict of interest. And I am highlighting this Because I believe there are a bunch of other think tanks that fit this same description. Now, think tanks have been notoriously slow to implement some of the same conflict of interest policies and disclosure commonly implemented by journalists, scientists, academia. But now there's been a rush of retroactive disclosures of conflicts of interest in written material published by the Atlantic Council. And it's raising all sorts of questions about whether the council and other think tanks are poised to more vigilantly disclose potential conflicts of interest between their funders and the work products. So the Atlantic Council receives funding from foreign countries, including countries like the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain and Japan and South Korea. Okay, all right. And weapons manufacturers, isn't that interesting? That the Atlantic Council is getting all this funding from weapons manufacturers and they keep writing piece after piece about how we have to arm the Ukrainians. And, by the way, specific funding from Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Boeing, the biggest financial winners in this whole Ukraine war. This poses serious conflicts of interest for a think tank that characterizes itself as non a nonpartisan organization that galvanize, galvanizes U.S. leadership and engagement around the world. Yes, you might be nonpartisan, but you're pro military industrial complex. Uh, so they have started to disclose some of these pr- prior conflicts of interest. On January 16th, this is outrageous. And I I am mentioning this not only because I wanted to announce the Atlantic Council and make sure that you know so much of the garbage that you end up seeing on TV or radio or in the newspapers about this rush to have America uh, go to war with Russia here is the result of think tanks that are purchased by these weapons manufacturers. You know, it's like that old saying in, in Watergate and all the president's men. I don't know if Deep Throat really said this, but in the movie he did. Follow the money. Where do these think tanks get their money? I was talking with someone. I don't want to say who because I don't want to get her in trouble. But I was talking with someone yesterday. And she works for a think tank. And they were doing a report that was critical of someone. And the someone said, well, what if we had you guys disclose your funders? And the person that was sharing this with me said, oh, isn't that outrageous? Can you believe this person said that? I said, yes. I, I would love to know what the, the funding of that particular think tank is. Because I suspect there is a direct correlation between the funding that that particular think tank is getting and the reports that that think tank is issuing. And I suspect they're all like that. The You know, all this discussion of the deep state, if you read the book, The Deep State... Which is by Mike Lofgren, who's not a right winger who's not a Trump guy at all. You can read it it's really interesting. think tanks are an essential element of this of this deep state, if you want to call it that it's really the the role that they have be been playing in public policy over the last forty years, especially is a significant one, and yet it's one that never gets talked about, never gets talked about, and it's not an ideological thing there's right wing there's left wing there's other there's little there's libertarian there's little niche issues you can bet anytime you hear a media commentator or a politician or anybody go on radio or TV and they cite a statistic that is from fed to them from a think tank directly or indirectly I want to denounce, so uh, Atlantic Council, I do denounce you. I want to uh, denounce the January 6th committee. And I, there was a very good question. Um, there was a bunch of very good email questions that were sent in for Ask Frank Anything. I'm going to answer those on Tuesday. We have a lot of good questions. That I'm, I'd like to keep the Ask Frank Anything for the phones as long as people are still calling in. But I, there was a lot of very good Ask Frank Anything questions, including one about the January 6th committee. So the person, I think her name was Jacqueline, that wrote that, that email. I'm going to address that on Tuesday. But. I am uh, denouncing the January 6th committee, not for their report or anything like that, but for how they handled the personal information of South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem. So they, um, she's the governor of South Dakota. And they leaked her cell phone number in the January 6th committee and And put it out there. And so it was hacked. Now. Can I say. With certitude. That whoever hacked her phone number. And got her phone number. Got it because of the uh, January 6th committee. Putting it out there. Into the public. No. I don't know for sure. But. I can say with a reasonable degree of certainty. That 2 plus 2 probably equals 4. And even if. That wasn't the rationale or wasn't the precipitating factor in her phone number being hacked. It was still wrong for them to do this. This is doxing, basically. And someone that is a public figure, especially someone that's a, a woman and considered a, a, a presidential candidate, and someone that's very attractive and could be the target of a lot of creepy guys, shouldn't have to worry about her phone number. No public official should. No person should have to worry about their phone number being Put out there for all the world to see. I mean, I don't think that's too much to ask from that January 6th committee, but apparently it is. So, January 6th committee, I do denounce you. I must also denounce the state, oh, excuse me, the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Kentucky has been ranked by WalletHub... As the worst state in the entire country to retire in. That's right. They looked at three key dimensions. Health care, affordability, and overall quality of life. And Kentucky is dead last. You want to know about the best state to retire in? Virginia. Number two, it's not going to surprise you, Florida. Florida. Uh, so Kentucky, I do denounce you. And I must denounce the Scottish Prison Service. Now, I'm all for treating prisoners, not just humanely, but well. I think prisoners should be treated well. But let me go out on a limb here. If you're a man and you're convicted for rape, you should not be able to be housed at a women's prison. Period. And yet that is precisely what is going to take place in Scotland with transgender double rapist Isla Bryson. Who is going to um, this? This he is in an all-women's prison, and this person uh, was named Adam Graham until three years ago. Now, after this has been exposed, he will be moved to a male wing of a male prison, but he transitioned, and they moved him to a women's prison. Um, this is just crazy. And just 24 hours ago, they were still defending this decision to have him housed in a women's prison. This is nuts. This is a rapist's dream. Now, thankfully, somebody at the Scottish Prison Service, I guess, was shamed into this. But my problem is that they not only put him into a women's prison but then defended it. Um, Byron's, excuse me, Bryson's estranged wife told Mail Online that her former partner's transition was a sham for attention, and he was bull-blanking the authorities to avoid a male prison. Critics said the rapist was a threat to female inmates. I mean, the fact that this only changed when there was media coverage shaming the Scottish into doing something about it is very telling. Um, I want to denounce, in light of Pope Francis's comments this week, where he said that um, laws criminalizing homosexuality are unjust, and I completely agree with him. He did this wide-ranging interview with the Associated Press and he basically said it's not right. He called laws criminalizing homosexuality fundamentally unjust and he made clear that in the mind of the Catholic Church being homosexual is not a crime. So in light of the Pope's comments I want to uh, denounce all of the countries that uh, that criminalize criminalize. Homosexuality. There are 11 countries where you get the death penalty for homosexuality. I mean, you talk about backwards countries. What is going on? So if you're one of these countries, I'm not going to name them all, but it's, it's a really frightening list, honestly. Uh, and there are a lot of other countries. There are 68 other countries that have some other degree of criminal penalty for homosexuality. Uh, so i 'm denouncing all these countries i 'm not going 'm not going to name them they they vary, but they should legalize being gay. They really should well give people a choice right or at least not throw them in jail or give them the death penalty i don 't think that 's too much to ask. I must denounce sitting. I feel bad about this because i uh, i 'm sitting right now I enjoy sitting from time to time. And, you you know, for a while they were saying how sitting was the new smoking. I've never believed that, and that's not the case. But there was new data uh, that shows that the impacts of prolonged sitting do have a deleterious effect on your health. It can increase the risk of chronic diseases like diabetes, heart disease, even certain types of cancers. But here was the good news that came out of this study. Uh, This is from the... uh, Journal of the American College of Sports Medicine, they said, and this makes sense to me, and I hope this is accurate, and that's one of the reasons I'm mentioning it, because a lot of us that have jobs where we're forced to sit for prolonged periods of time, we don't really have a choice. They say, according to this uh, this study in the American College of Sports Medicine, that five minutes of light walking every half hour can help alleviate some of the increased risks that come with sitting for long stretches of the day. So if you have a job where you're forced to sit at your desk for a long time, get up and walk around for five minutes, every half hour. They say that'll undo some of these horrible health effects. But sitting, I do denounce you. I must also denounce Brittany Reynolds. Speaking of North Dakota, which we were doing earlier, Brittany Reynolds were. It was a topless woman that went into a Catholic church in North Dakota this week, and she smashed a statue of Jesus. And shockingly, Brittany Reynolds was believed to be under the influence of narcotics when police found her shirtless, brawless, and shoeless. So that's about as surprising as the sun coming up later today. And finally, I believe, I hope I'm pronouncing this woman's name correctly. I must announce Hai Zhuang Shin of New Brunswick, New Jersey. This is a 29 year old woman who was arrested last week after she spent four days fraudulently enrolled in a New Jersey high school as a student. I I know that there was a Drew Barrymore movie like this uh, where she's a journalist and she masquerades as a high school student and uh, it's charming and uh, it, it's supposed to be fun. I think it's never been kissed. Yeah, it has never been kissed. But this is fraud. And there are a finite number of school seats. There are a finite number of school resources. And if adults are fraudulently taking up a school seat, that's a a seat that a real student can't have. And why was she doing this? Not only has she been charged with one count of providing a false government document with the intent to verify one's age, um, meaning she showed a false birth certificate, but what was her real motivation here? So, um, thankfully, the staff members in a few days were able to uncover... Some of this woman's ruse, or at least determined that it was a ruse, but uh, this is ridiculous. Adults should not be masquerading as high school students. Fake IDs go both ways. And then uh, finally, no, that was finally, okay. Uh, And that concludes this week's edition of Denunciations. If there's anybody that I didn't denounce, or if there's anybody that you have a comment on that I did denounce, you can go ahead and give me a call. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. We'll talk with Dan McMillan about the Holocaust in about 40 minutes. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.